I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we are talking, well, a little bit about politics. And a little bit not about politics, and a lot about Jesus. So... If you've been living under a rock and, uh, or or hiding under a rock, (laughs) sure. Uh, in the United States of America, we inaugurated a new president, uh, what a week and a half ago or something like that. Surely pushing two weeks ago, I guess. And that being said, you as a listener, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green Party. Legalized marijuana now, party, whatever. The the thing is, is, no matter what political affiliation you believe you follow or that you're a part of or whatever, the plain and simple is we have a new president. Yes, he's a Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I consider myself a true independent, not an independent political party, but I'm just an independent. I'm a free thinker. Sure. And the bottom line is we have a new president, and I know that there's a lot of people that have voiced very strong opinions one way or the other about who was elected president, whether they truly are the elected president or not, or is this a a farce, and et cetera. And so going into this, there's just there's a couple things I think a couple maybe rabbit trails I want to go down and and a couple Trish wants to go down, but I think they kind of connect. So follow us into our bunny holes. (laughs) Some of of what we might say, and I'm saying we because we're doing this together, and we might not necessarily agree 100% on what we're about to say, but or what I'm about to say. Iron sharpening iron, baby. But that's okay, and I think that's honestly... The hard part about this day and age. And I know we've talked about it before, how everyone has an opinion. But the fact of the matter is we we all have to live with each other still. And it's okay to disagree. And it's okay to agree with other people. And it's okay to to disagree and not throw gas on the flames. It's okay to have an opinion. And it's okay to let someone have an opinion. And this podcast is our opinion. So tough. <laughs> so the the biggest thing for me, I, again, I don't consider myself a Democrat. I don't consider myself a Republican. And I have plenty of people I know on both sides of the fence. So I'm seeing it from everywhere. The hard thing for me right now that's been since well, we'll just call it 2020 leading into the election, right after the election, all the certifications of the electoral college votes, the the denial, the just everything leading up to inauguration, impeachment, whatever, right? The second impeachment. I have a hard time with how it seems like and this is going to be a generalized statement and just realize I know it's not everyone. A lot of 
quote unquote Christians just believed that no matter what Donald Trump was going to be president and believed a lot of people who were prophesying that he was going to have a second term. And a lot of those prophecies were about the 2020 election. Cause then when that now he's not the president, then a lot of people are like, well, no, it's just a second term. So he's going to, now it's going to be 2024 and he's going to win. That's what I have a hard time with because everyone's just looking at like, well, these prophets can't be wrong, can they? And some have come out and apologized and said they were wrong. And maybe all of them have. I just haven't seen or heard all of them. Not that they're talking to me directly. Right. But that being said, so I think. And we realize even people listening, a lot of you maybe are really engulfed in the prophetic culture and some of you really know nothing about the prophetic. And so we, we do believe, I do believe anyways, that they're the, the God of the Old Testament is still the God of today and that God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And I do believe in the prophetic. I do believe that the voice of God is still ministering to the hearts of men. The Bible says in the last days that God will pour out his spirit upon all men and the sons and the daughters will prophesy. And so I do believe that prophetic ministry and giftings are alive and well in the body of Christ. It might not always function or look a certain way. I do caution myself when I hear people prophesy in absolutes and, um, and people say, you know, in the, thus saith the Lord, this will happen on this date. I think I, I immediately throw up red flags cause I've seen people miss the mark on that. Well, and even in recent times, not dealing with the election, but I mean, how many times have, has there been a prophecy about the end times? Right. You know, of, of you know, whether well, it was, and even, I'm just going to go back to the year 2000. I know there was others before that, but you know, Y2K and everything was going to shut down and it was going to be the end of the world and, you know, whatever. And then it was the, what was it? 2012 and the Mayan calendar. And well, there's just been so many different I things. I feel like you could go back into the old Testament that there's prophecies that are not yet to be fulfilled, at least that we know of. I mean, when you read the book of Revelation or um, I've just finished studying Ezekiel and there's prophecies all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament that are about things to come that, but they're, the problem is they're not dealing in absolutes, right? Where I think what I, I get cautious about is when it's like, this is the date of, or this is what is going to happen definitively at this time. And I think sometimes what happens is in, in prophetic, I think that we can intertwine our own thoughts and desires within what we feel like the Lord is saying and what our interpretation of the word of God is. And I've had like an interesting season kind of four years ago, back in 2016, actually it was, I think it was in 2015, where I felt like the Lord was telling me something very specific about what was going to happen with the election. And and it didn't go in 2016 the way I felt like God was telling me it would. But the funny thing is, is what it is what happened in 2020. And so I don't know what all that is even meaning. And I'm still processing that over with the Lord and trying to understand what it is that he was showing me all those years ago and why. But I just know that the God of the, of the Bible is the God of today and that God is still 
alive and well, but I do think profits need to be held accountable, which I think is what Thaddeus is getting at and that they do need to own up when they miss the mark, because guess what? We're humans and we're going to misinterpret things and we're not going to always have the greatest understanding. And the Bible says, let the prophets speak, let the others judge as in let the other prophets judge. And so when somebody comes and they're saying the voice of the Lord is telling them this, or they're feeling like the Holy Spirit is imparting to them this certain situation. I think it's imperative that you surround yourself with other people who are also in step to the Holy Spirit, who are also engulfed in the word of God and in who God is. And so they can tell if that word that you're delivering is from the Lord or not. And really the only thing that can tell if a prophecy is true is time. Because for me, I felt like four or five years ago when I had this dream that I missed the mark when 2016 came. And because basically I just saw Donald Trump as in, as in, in the lead. And then I saw him get taken out. <laughs> and so I was like really confused for the past, for four years about what all my dream meant and all the different things I felt like the Lord was showing me, but it took time for God's will to be really revealed in what I was understanding and interpreting on my dreams. So I think sometimes the Lord gives us, the Bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part. So we only really know a part of God's will because God doesn't just tell us everything he is going to do and all of his plans and lay it all out before us because what fun would that be, right? What desire would that leave in our heart for more of God if he just lets us be with him, God with him? No, he is in God and, and he's sovereign and he gets to lead us in this life and he gets to show us his little glimpse of what is happening so we can know in part and we can prophesy in part, but we don't have the full knowledge and the full understanding. And Trish is right. Like, yes, I'm getting at that. You know, they need to be held accountable when they're wrong and own up to things. And the other piece of it too, is just like the Christians that have been so adamant that this, that was going to happen because of this. Not, they weren't the ones prophesying it, but they were the ones that were holding on tightly holding to on it, tightly to it, and spreading yeah. it. And I and I like think spreading with... these words that you don't like. Trish was saying, spreading it as an absolute truth, and you can't do that. How can you speak to that? You know, I'm not expecting every single one to like apologize, offer a public statement or anything like that. But I think it's... But I do think it would be really cool. It would be. But I think the the people that have been spreading it, not just the people who prophesied it, they need to, like, own up to, you know? Sure. And, and they need to own up to... Here's the thing. As Christians, we should be holding ourselves to a higher standard, not in a we're better than you type of way, but knowing right from wrong and things like that. And we know what, you know, right from wrong. And there's also this, this attitude of, and I hate it because we're, you know, we're talking politics and we're talking about Christians and, or the, it seems like the loud, the loudness of all this is traditionally conservative Christians are going to be Republicans. Right. And because their candidate lost, and then there's they kind of throw things around in a way of when they when someone says oh you shouldn't do that or whatever like like having a bad attitude about it and it's like well look at what the democrats did when they lost last time or whatever 
right? That kind of that stuff irritates me too because it's like, no, we should be better than that. Like as Christians, not not using what someone else did and blaming them mm-hmm. and saying, well, look what they did. Well, no, look at yourself and how you're acting and and treating these people. And I mean, that's just those are just a couple of things that irritate me about what's gone on and all of this. And maybe Trish has something more to add about this, but I think this is where, you know, we kind of intertwine to what Trish wants to talk about of kind of putting, looking to man as, do you want to go there yet? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to, I just want to put a little explanation mark on the thought about people prophesying about Kings or about presidents, I suppose. So when you read in the Bible about the children of Israel looking for a king and they wanted an earthly king, they no longer wanted to live off of what the prophets had to say of the day and the judges, they wanted a king. And so God allowed Samuel to prophesy over who would be king, right? So God did use a prophet to put in a king. And then again, God used a prophet, Samuel, to put in David. And so God does use prophets. And we're not denying that God uses prophets because we both believe in the gift of a prophet. Okay, so I just want to make sure I, I cover that ground in case any of you are listening to this. And you're like, they're denying that God can use a prophet to do that. We are not denying that I do believe God uses prophets to do that. Here's the thing about this story. When you read about how God used Samuel in the Bible to put in a king, God didn't want to put in a king because God wanted to be king of the people. He did not want to give them a king. He wanted to be their king. And I think the same thing today. When us Christians are crying out to God to give us a a king who matches our ideals, a.k.a. a president who matches our ideals, I think God has a similar heart and is kind of in the same place. I mean, I mean, I mean, I might be wrong on this, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the same God of, of, of Israel, of chil- the children of Israel back then is the same God today. And so when we're looking for an earthly savior who matches our ideals and is going to carry out our principles, I think it honestly breaks the heart of God. And I could be wrong on this, but I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that, that the God that wanted to be king of the children of Israel back then is the same God that wants to be king over his children today. And, and maybe that's a very audacious statement, but I'm going to go there and I'm going to throw that out there. And I think that I would caution any Christian who looks to a man to save them instead of to God. And I think the thing is that's so easy about looking to a man to save us is we can look to somebody who represents our ideals. So we might look to a political candidate and we're going to choose the best political candidate who most represents our ideals and what we feel like the world should look like. And I'm not against voting. Okay. So just putting that out there. I think voting is good, but we can look to that person and we're like, that's the person I want candidate B because they most represent who it is that I want and who most represents me. But here's the thing. And this is what God has been showing me throughout this political season is that this in the same way we're looking to a candidate to represent us, we are looking to God to represent us. We are creating God in an image 
of who God is because it was, is what represents us. And so I think, follow me on this people. (laughs) Okay. Just go with me here. So we are creators. We're created in the image of God and God has put creativity inside of us. He has put um, a longing for justice and truth and all these different things inside of us. And, and he's, created us to be these beautiful humans because we are creating him, his image. But I think what happens and what I see happening in my own life is I turn around and I begin to create the God I serve in the image that I want and what represents me and what I agree with. And so therefore, if I struggle with this sin, it's okay with God. Or therefore, if I believe this, so does God. And we're creating this God who, who no longer has an absolute truth. And we're creating this God who represents our ideals and, and what we believe the world should be like and look like. And, and instead of it being like, because here's the thing, God is God. He is omnipotent. He's all powerful. He he's all these different attributes all in one and he's amazing and he isn't Trish. Do I am I a representative of him? Yes. Am I created in his image? Yes, but he is not created in my image. But I'm looking to serve a God who is sometimes and I think we as Christians and believers, we need to be repentant of that. And we need to allow our hearts and our lives to be transformed and conformed into who God is and allow him to give us a renewing of our minds and of our hearts. And I was thinking about this analogy. Follow me with this. So Thaddeus and I met when we were 16 years old. And on piece of paper, I had from probably youth camp written down my dream guy. And Thaddeus does not match all my qualifications for my dream guy. He matches a lot of them, but not all of them. But imagine if I, for the past almost 20 years we've been together, never really got to know Thaddeus, and I just got to know all the qualifications that I had on my checklist of what my dream guy would be like. And I, my husband was only that. Like, he liked hunting, and he was older than me, and he met all these certain qualifications that were on my checklist. I mean, there's a lot of things he's met, but not all of them. And so what if I only loved that guy on my checklist and I never got to love Thaddeus and who he is and how awesome of a person he is. And I never really took the time to get to know him. I feel like in the same way, that's what we do with God. We have all of our ideals. We have what the world tells us. We have all our preconceived notions about God, but we never really take the time to get to know him. And how do I get to know Thaddeus? By spending time with him, discovering what he values and what he believes. And in, through intimacy and all these different levels that a marriage comes with, right? But those are all the same ways we get to know God is through spending time with him, allowing him into our heart and into our mind and being intimate with him and having those times that are set apart with the Lord. And that's how we get to know him. It's not through what we have written on a piece of paper that has all of our ideals. It, it is truly through engulfing ourselves in the word of God, being around other believers because other believers, just as we are created in the image of God, so are other believers. And so being around them and seeing how they glorify God and how they live their life helps us to understand God better. And so there's just all these different ways that bring us into this place of desiring and knowing God and not being all-knowing, 
because we only know in part, right? But to grow in a closer, more intimate relationship with the Lord. It's really easy. I know we're we're leaning heavily on the political aspect of it because it's fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah. But just to relate this in a different way, it's so easy to idolize people, whether it is a politician and following, you know, check boxes of, well, they, they align with me here, 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 you know, this one doesn't, they align with me more than the other one does, but not even just that, but even just the idolizing, you know, athletes or movie stars or musicians or churches or certain pastors or, you know, people who write music for I'll, like I'll throw out something I struggle with idolizing. The opinions of others. Sure. You know, this person thinks that, has this opinion that this is the way, right? So, because they think that, well, then I guess I should think that. Because you're, you put them on a pedestal of having these great opinions. I guess maybe, I should or, say, or maybe, I struggle with have the idol of having the approval of man. Okay, there's that too. But I guess, let me finish what I was going to say. Maybe you you follow somebody that has an opinion on something and you like agree with them, right? And then the next thing comes up and they have a, an opinion on that. And because you thought they were right on this other thing, you just automatically think that this opinion on this second thing you should follow, right? right? I And to back to what you're saying, the approval of man. So the opinions of others about yourself. So it, I, I think anyone would be lying to themselves if they didn't struggle with this ever. I like to take uh, some people in my past thought I was stuck up because... And I just said I was shy, but I just think it was a little of, uh, of, uh, not wanting to embarrass myself. So the approval of man, you know, I'd, I'd keep to myself and not offer opinions or not initiate conversations with people because I didn't want to look stupid or embarrass myself or, you know, I worried what they would think. Right. And I think that's where church is going with this. For sure. It's hard because nobody, like I said, you'd be, I would assume that you'd be lying if you said you never struggled with that. And maybe it's something we just need to do a podcast on because it's something God has really been working over in my heart too about, about that. And it's kind of a different subject, but. So next time on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not committing to that. That's, yeah. <laughs> Possibly we might be talking about that. Otherwise talk in person to me about it. I'd love to carry on the conversation. That being said, so this this week. Also, can I just say this? Yeah. Because we're living in this canceled culture. We did a podcast about this months ago. And Thaddeus schooled me on what canceled culture was. But be, it's very evident nowadays that we are living in this cancel culture. If you don't know what that is, go back. I don't know what episode number that is, but 
I'm sure, I think it's called canceled culture. So you can go back and look in our library, but we are living in this canceled culture. And I think even more, we're looking for approval of man because of how easy it is to be shut down. And because maybe our, our thoughts, values, and beliefs don't line up with somebody else's that we'll just be canceled. And it's scary. Like it's scary because you know, if you put an opinion out on social media that you might not match with somebody else's values, So they're just going to cancel you and delete you and block you and say goodbye and never talk to you again. You know, that's just the society and culture we're living in. It's not even a, you never even did anything wrong to that person. You never even did anything wrong. Legitimately never did anything wrong to them. You just lived your own values and beliefs and you were canceled all their life. And it, hurts so bad to be really canceled out of somebody's life. I don't know if any of you have ever had a friendship that you've been canceled out of. I know I have, and it hurt me to the core. And I think because I have been canceled out of somebody's life in more than once in my life, but I'm just thinking in the recent years, it has hurt me so bad that it's something I still carry with me. I still don't want to be canceled out of people's lives. And it almost makes me put up walls and not want to let people in because I'm worried they're just going to cancel me. And I think that's why I struggle with this approval of man. And I'm just trying to rid myself of that idol. And I like that he said, it's probably always going to be a continuous struggle because men's disapproval is always going to be there. Like there's always going to be people who don't approve of you. And if you're really serving the Lord correctly, I hate to say it, but even more so like that's what the Bible says. And so I think we need to move from a canceled culture to being a culture of forgiveness, especially especially in Christianity. How do we break ourselves free of just canceling out people who don't see eye to eye with us? And how do we, if they actually have legitimately offended us, how do we walk in forgiveness? To wrap things up, just I know the basis of this or how we started off was the political side, but own up to mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a prophecy or spreading a prophecy that's not, you know, it wasn't true or, you know, who am I to judge what's true or not, right? But when, when something's spoken in absolute truth and it doesn't come true, right? But not even just with what's been going on, but... Laying it out, like, if you're wrong about something, own up to it. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to. You're not Jesus. You don't have (laughs) to, like, continue continue the lie, I guess. Like, it's okay to admit a wrong and to own up to it. Eat some humble pie. It's so freeing, too. So, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, let us know. Uh, Share it with your friends. Please uh, subscribe on yeah, whatever platform that you're using. I would definitely using. say if you're not subscribed, please subscribe to our podcast because here's the thing. We're not very consistent as we we're, we maybe should be a little bit better about our consistency. Maybe, maybe not. But if you're subscribed to our podcast and you turn on the notifications, you're going to see that. I get like a little notification for certain podcasts that pop up on my phone that say, hey, they released a new podcast today and I love it. And because I might not always follow their schedule, but if I see that they posted a podcast, I am sure to listen. And so I'd encourage you to do that with ours. If it is a blessing to you to subscribe and turn on the notifications. And and let us know if you're listening. 
we get some statistics of you know how many plays, downloads, etc. we have, but it's always a wonder of like, are we speaking into nothingness? You know, I know there's numbers there, but are those real people? You know, and it. So if if you are listening and you're enjoying it, let us know. You can let us know in person. You can let us know via a message, a comment on our website, fallenshortpodcast.com. You could let us know on our Instagram or uh, you could email us info at fallenshortpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any prayer requests, we'd love to pray for you. And we just uh, appreciate any way that you can help us out. We appreciate any anything that you can do for us with with liking, sharing, subscribing. Uh, any bit of that helps. And I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.